0: And we are live with the Confessions of a Property Propertypreneur podcast. This is Mars. And as you can hear from this soundtrack, we have absolutely nothing to hide. I got nothing to hide. And welcome to the Confessions of a Propertypreneur podcast. Today, We are excited to have yet another propertypreneur with us. Our guest speaker today has a background as a successful auctioneer specialist, generating just shy of £1 million in her last year alone in that role. Yes, you heard that correctly, in her last year, as she did quit her job to explore a thriving entrepreneur and propertypreneurship journey as an investor. She has built a substantial portfolio and created multiple exceptional business opportunities, not just for herself, but also for her clients. Stephanie Baker. So Steph, it's a pleasure to have you here. Could you please introduce yourself to our audience? Tell us where do you mainly invest at the moment? How long have you been in the property space for? And additionally, how long have you been investing as an investor?
1: Well, firstly, hello. Um, What an amazing introduction. So thank you so much, Mars. Um, You're welcome. uh, So yeah, um, I live up in Newcastle. It's where I invest in my own properties and where I specialize in investing in in linking properties to my investors as well. Um,
0: Fantastic. So yeah. So tell us about your background in auctions how long did you um did you do that role for um and how long have you been particularly um Investing in the property space actively as a business owner?
1: Yeah, so I, uh, funny story actually, I bought my first buy to let when I was 26, and I then went to yeah. go and work on yachts. So I, I traveled the world, worked on yachts for six years, uh, which was absolutely amazing. And
0: I just, my goodness, I didn't know that. Oh, hello.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: doing
1: oh, it was absolutely <laughs> amazing. But, you know, you, you do sacrifice a lot, and, um,
0: it's it been away for
1: yeah you know you're away from home honestly. for six months you know you miss weddings birthdays funerals it's yeah. uh, although it's great the money's great um the experiences the travel all that's incredible but you you do start to yeah. miss home and i think you know you get a little bit older your priorities change so when I moved Definitely. back to the UK, uh, my mum had moved up to Northumberland and every time I yep. came back, I'd sort of made friends here and I was like, I'd, I'd invested a lot of time sort of looking into, you know, the property industry up here and, and how it, how it works. And it was somewhere that I wanted to, to, to throw my money into. So when I moved back to the UK, Freedom. I was like, right, that's it, I'm moving, I'm, I'm moving to Newcastle. That's going to be my home. So I thought, well, what better way yeah. to get an introduction into the industry from the inside out than getting working for an estate agent so i started working for yeah. one of the biggest estate agents in the northeast and worked my brilliant. way up to building the well i ended up with the southwest auction uh, manager
0: position fantastic that's awesome brilliant a few points you raised there first of all I would like to say that the Caribbean International Cruise, which I think goes from Miami and round the world, if I'm not mistaken, is on one of my checklists. So at some point I'm going to have to come back to you to ask for some advice to how, how to make the most out of it, Absolutely. Uh, given that you've got a background there. And also that you are based in Newcastle. Now, I've visited Newcastle numerous times. I've also been told that it has an amazing nightlife, which I'm yet to experience, but I should at some point. Oh, yes. Um, But that's brilliant. (laughs) Awesome. Great background about yourself. And um, So let's start with the podcast. You know the principle. Our principle is to educate our audience, particularly through the mistakes that experienced property investors have made um, so that they wouldn't repeat them again. Um, so let's start with the questions over the course of your investment what would you say are the top three common mistakes that new property investors make
1: really good questions Uh, the first one I think people thinking that they can do it with no training people watching YouTube um, the friend does it Oh well I've seen this I've seen this real, I've seen this here. No. If you're gonna do anything, you get educated and you do it to the highest level. Uh that I would say that was that would be number one. Um yeah. the second thing, people not taking action. Um, you know, people that have gotten yeah. you know, it's very comfortable to be sat and I know, you know, it's very comfortable to be sat in a nine to five, you know, you get home from work, you know, you're tired, you don't want to you know, carry on pushing yeah. yourself, but you just know have got to do. Um, so then take it, not taking action would be the second one. And the third one, not taking risks, you know, seeing those opportunities. Oh, wow. straight of you. Yeah. And I think <laughs> you know, the amount of people that I see and it, you think, you know, these figures work, but somebody won't go for it. Yeah. And they've, you know, they've, they've got everything in place, but they just won't, they won't go for it. And I think sometimes it's just, taking the ball with the horns. And if that's the expression, Absolutely. Is that the expression?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: you've got to take risks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I completely agree with you Steph. I believe education is very important. So just to wrap up for our audience, education, taking action and be willing to take risk, uh, risks as well. Now we like to call them calculated risks, but there's always some degree of risk that you're going to have to prone yourself to. So, education i mean it's it's like everything else you cannot just go and say i've watched a youtube video on on a heart surgeon now i can go out there and perform a heart surgery on an open heart surgery on uh, on a patient it just doesn't work like that you have to get the education mm, absolutely so I completely agree absolutely. with that taking action so most people that i've seen who had not succeeded into the property space, especially when they first start, is they learn all the knowledge that is possible to get in the property space and they just wait ages and ages and ages and they just don't pull a trigger. So I agree with that because knowledge without action is just completely pointless. Also risks. I could use an example when I did start with four service accommodation units and I signed a contract in one day on on a friday and i had to find five to seven k for the monday afternoon so you know at some point you've got to take that leap of faith and um just in yourself that you can make it as long as you've done some due diligence and you're confident in the deals and in the area then you should not really hesitate obviously you should have the right break clauses in place you should protect yourself the investor and the landlord or the companies that you are working with so amazing points that you've raised um steph brilliant let's move on to the next question now we've talked about other people's mistakes what were your top three pitfalls or barriers that you'd encountered when you started your journey in property investing
1: uh i'm gonna be really honest here me yeah
0: <laughs> um... Not believing
1: in myself, wow. yeah, yeah, yep. and I think yeah, it was probably only about a year, eighteen months ago that I would actually have admitted that. I think I would have come up with every single excuse to 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 not admit that that was was my downfalls, um, yeah. not believing in myself, you know, doubting myself, and and it's still something that I think a lot of people, you know, including myself, you know, you, you can fall back into that trap at any point. But I'm aware of it now um so yeah definitely. not believing in myself i think was definitely a, a, a big one for me um
0: yeah
1: another one the second one i would probably say the more i grew my business was people especially to begin with networking you know when i wasn't as experienced when it came to networking i think it was getting people to take me seriously yeah uh Absolutely. I, f- I found that hard um yeah and the third thing trying to do it all alone trying to do everything yourself um you can't it's a very very lonely lonely game if you try and do it
0: absolutely yeah completely agree with that awesome fantastic so believe i think i did have i can relate to that because when you first start up you see you go to all these companies you go to all these um developers landlords agents and you haven't got anything under your belt so you know you doubt yourself what why would they believe in me to be a a person that they can trust with their portfolio or with their house so but once you've got one or two deals under the lot under your belt then it just gets a lot easier after that so i believe that's a big thing as well as networking you know if you haven't if you're just starting out you worry about how to present yourself in networking situations how to speak to people how to speak landlords how to find the right people and as you mentioned it can be a very lonely journey or process there's a phrase that says if you want to go fast do it alone but if you want to go far do it with other people. So it's absolutely important to have a power team around you and to create a power team around you. And that's what what we've done with our business just recently in February. We've recruited some people into our power team so they can help us with their transferable skills from other areas of property investing into what we are focusing at the moment. Fantastic. So the title of the podcast is confessions and it's time for you to make some voluntary confessions. Please do keep it property related as much as possible. (laughs) So, um, the floor is yours.
1: Um, Okay. So the the first one, um, I would love to say that it was from a few years ago, but it was actually only a few weeks ago. Um, so I was in the gym and yeah. forgot my airpods this morning and and got listen overheard this conversation with these two guys talking about tenants and blah 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 so I thought, right, okay yeah. three seconds of courage great Calm yeah down. three three two one and i did this about three or four times and i was like no steph you've got to do it, to do it. so eventually <laughs> i went over to them and had a chat and that side of it was actually amazing i actually got a really good um uh, conversation going with him and we had a meeting following yeah. on from that and the meeting then led Brilliant. to another conversation with another investor that was that was really really productive however yeah this guy's got quite a um, um i want to say a common face without saying that in a rude way you know, you, 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 you oh, know I what i mean There yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, I was in the gym last week, and there's that guy across the other side of the gym, yeah. and um, and I'm waving like, "Hi, are you okay?" Oh, and he, like, he and he's waving back, and I'm like, "Oh, he must
0: have." That must have been very awkward for him. Like, what is well, going and I was on? Like, oh, well, he's—he
1: he's, must obviously been really busy, so. The next day, I was in the gym and I'm sat doing some work in the cafe after I've been working out, and um, and he's yeah. he sat at the table next to me, and I go, oh, "Um, yeah. you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thanks for you." And I, am like, oh, <laughs> thanks for um, re- thank you so much for connecting me with whatever his name was. Um, really, yeah. really positive mu- really, really positive meeting. <laughs> and he goes. I'm really sorry but I don't know how name <laughs> I'm like oh
0: that's so like, funny. honestly I
1: don't think I've ever gone so red right and you would think
0: oh, you would think oh that that's it
1: you would think that, that that is mortifying enough right so then yeah. I went to a networking event the following day <laughs> and <laughs> saw said guy that I'd had the meeting with walked up to him and said yeah. oh hey i don't know if you realize but you've got a doppelganger that goes to the gym and he goes
0: yeah,
1: yeah i'm still that guy
0: oh my goodness it was the same guy, <laughs>
1: same
0: guy. <laughs> wow. yeah. that's insane
1: uh, that wow. I, was, I think
0: that's yeah so funny. i just
1: wanted the ground to swallow me up
0: <laughs> that's really funny now i'm good with faces but really terrible with the names until i meet i meet them probably 10 15 times i'm not ignorant i just i'm not no. good with names but faces if i see them once i'll remember it you know forever um but yeah that's a very very funny story i'd, that you rather, I'd
1: rather swap i'd rather be able to remember faces and not names but um uh oh, second Brilliant. one, confessions. Um, this probably isn't quite such a funny one, um, but it's one that I definitely yeah. cried over. Um oh. actually happened while I was at a training event, actually. And um right. I obviously I run serviced accommodation and yeah. when yeah. I had set one of my properties up six months prior, and you yeah. link the property over to like booking.com and the other OTAs. I, yeah y- yeah 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 I thought that I had set it up so that it was done where booking.com take the payments yeah and that isn't how it had been set up and because all of wow. my other properties have my, my service accommodation business is pretty much systemized so I yeah. hadn't really given it a second thought and yeah. Hand on heart, like I've been a little bit low behind on my admin, and I'm doing some figures, and I'm, I'm for some reason, it has slipped through the net, and it slipped through the net for nearly six yeah. months, and wow, very embarrassing to say, and I had <laughs> lost between two and a half and three and a half thousand pounds for guests coming to my house, to my accommodation, staying, and wow. not being
0: charged. No not being yeah. charged oh my goodness yeah. wow so what did you learn from that uh
1: double check what did you learn I a lot from that
0: <laughs> double sometimes triple check <laughs> that, was, that was
1: a very painful mistake that yeah,
0: So <laughs> yeah. i think that's a very valuable lesson actually for our audience make sure when you set up your essays and channel managers make sure the gateways and the payment methods are all connected otherwise you're going to face um troubles to get those payments, so brilliant lesson, but not a brilliant thing to happen or, or to experience. No, no. <laughs>
1: um, oh, confessions, right? Um, the third one, I think this is more—it's yeah. more of a heads up as well. So, I was going yeah. to a viewing. And on the way to the viewing, I'm driving down the street and the actual property that I was going yep. to view was, it was crap. But um, on the way, I saw this <laughs> house boarded up on the right, on the left. And I just happened, there were some people walking yep. their dogs on the right. And I happened to just wind down the window, excuse me, you don't happen to know who lives at this property. She said, oh yeah, well, the, the guy actually, he, he, he lives in there. I'm like, oh, right, okay. Seems a bit strange. Um, So anyway, I was like, right, okay, put your big girl pants on, and um, knocked on the door. And it was all boarded up, and it was like, you're going to have to come around the back. And I'm like, oh god, right, okay. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Don't know how comfortable. Should I leave
1: pieces of paper as like a Hansel and Gretel trail as to where I'm gone? Yeah. (laughs) In case someone. So yeah. go around the back of this house, and um, and he opens the door and <laughs> he's stark <so laughs> bollock naked. And
0: Seriously. The smell oh that goodness. was
1: coming out of that house um, was, I've never, I, I, I can still smell it to this day. Um,
0: and oh my
1: goodness. It, 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 there'd been a fire, um, and it actually turns out that the. Quite sad, actually. The, wow. the The owner of the property was a he was a high flying doctor. That was right. I see. Um, a convicted paedophile, and oh obviously the street...
0: the current tenant that was, was living he was there, the
1: landlord. Yeah, and he'd wow. um, obviously been convicted. That's and the street, it yeah. was actually a, quite a reputable street, but the street had found out, obviously, what he'd done. And so there'd been quite a few arson attacks, and he'd then turned into an alcoholic, yeah. and they'd sort of he was just using the house. It, it, was, it was just a mess. Um, wow. And, and I don't think I've ever been more terrified because obviously I'm not More like, terrified
0: <laughs> and uncomfortable. I can only imagine yeah. that situation.
1: Um but yeah that was yeah when, when people say, oh what's the worst viewing? Obviously you know you you're the same aren't you? You know, we go to so many viewings. That yeah. was by far the the worst I think I've I've ever
0: I can only imagine. I mean people complain about bad smell or finding mice under the floorboards and things like that, but I've never heard anything like this. So The lesson in this one is just be careful, do the due diligence on the property as well as the area, and maybe sometimes the owner. (laughs) Share your location. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Share your location. (laughs) Awesome. So fantastic. Thanks for those voluntary confessions, Steph. Really appreciate it. And huge lessons in those um, three points. Now, let's move on to the next uh, stage in this podcast, which is trick fire one word answers only question so i'm gonna ask questions and you will answer with one word if you do want to elaborate then by all means the last one may be a little tricky so Mm. (laughs) just a heads up (laughs) (laughs) so in one word what drives you or motivates you to succeed in the property investment world
1: uh, so I used to breed train and show quarter horses throughout the country. Um, and it's yeah. something that now obviously I'm starting to get more money in, but now I don't have the time. So yeah, horses yeah. is definitely my drive, my, my ambition.
0: Fantastic. That's brilliant. I've never actually, that's not true. I've ridden a horse once at age of four, I think four or five with a cousin of mine and I felt like I was on top of the Mount Everest, So I just, <laughs> asked to be uh, asked to be let free and never went on a, <laughs> another horse again <laughs> so that's brilliant i probably should get some lessons uh, from you when <laughs> when you start doing that more regularly what's the most important factor when choosing an investment property what's the one thing that you would look for above everything else for me it will be income yeah um what you so how lucrative that property or opportunity yeah. is.
1: Absolutely. Those numbers going. Brilliant. Awesome.
0: Yeah. What aspect of your business is most crucial for growth?
1: Networking.
0: Oh, wow. They say your network is your net worth and you never know who you speak to. Uh, I've been guilty of... Uh, having prejudice but that's a story for another song maybe at some point i need to do some confessions on my own <laughs> of my own and just share it on um on a christmas special maybe <laughs> <laughs> so what single trait is essential for effective networking they just mentioned i think you talked about it touched touched upon it earlier briefly just to have the courage to go up to people but um what else do you think is important to to do networking it's just effectively
1: confidence um and i think it's a one-time fake it to make it um because yeah. if you know even if you don't have the confidence just just fake it because at some point it absolutely. will
0: become who you are Second nature like yeah. to you. yeah absolutely like like a muscle memory That's confidence yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really important. They say the only thing that you've got to fake is confidence. Don't fake anything yep. else. But if you can fake confidence, then by all means, go for it. What's the most challenging aspect of property investing? Timing.
1: I, for, from a personal experience, timing, either the property comes around and you haven't got the right finance in place or you've got the right finance in place for the and then the deal's gone. Um, so i think for me the timing is is crucial and i would say it's probably the most frustrating thing
0: for me. i can imagine so living off leverage or contingency not just for the finances and the numbers but for the time as well don't underestimate how long can a deal or a refurb or a quote or work and take with that, last question: Summarise your experience as an auctioneer specialist in one word. Wild. <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: Um, working working in the auction department was absolutely incredible. Um, I'd never done anything in sales yeah. before, not not to that degree. Um, and you put twenty people who are all you know good at sales, and you throw them all in a room together. Yeah. And you get some pretty wild characters in there. Um, and wow. it was it, it was an amazing time and i i absolutely <laughs> loved working there and and it, it was it was incredible
0: i can imagine the atmosphere could get tense and i think wild and volatile yeah. i'd agree i agree that is uh, the right <laughs> the right description about the environment awesome so let's ask you another question this is a shared question that um, i ask from other people that we've had on a podcast as well what's the most common misconception about property investing that you would like to debunk
1: um i hear you need to be rich to start or i can't do it because i don't have the money
0: i see that's it i think that's a that's a that's an answer that we get most mm. of the time and I was like that as well when i did hear about i think the first the line that caught me was buy a property for a pound i was like what is what even is this yeah. you know i was not even looking into buying a property in the next i don't know five six seven years but all of a sudden you know you learn about all these creative strategies that you can actually whether opportunity you could do it uh, just for the audience it's called a plo purchase lease option or lease option agreement contract so awesome so you are self-managing some of your own service apartments um, if i'm not mistaken yeah. can you point out the importance of delivering the right product and the level of service to your clientele after you've done that i'll share a brief story that just happened to me yesterday um just to point out the significance of knowing your client else too?
1: Uh, well, obviously backtracking to booking.com to all the lovely guests yeah. who had free stays with me, um, <laughs> it's, uh, having the right systems and the right management systems in place, I think is crucial. And obviously like we were touched on before going, going over them as well. Um, yeah, You know, you, you, it's, Absolutely. you're a host at the end of the day and, and you're providing a home away from home. And I think that's important to, to remember, and I think I'm Definitely. I'm, I'm culprit as well. You know, I've you see it from a business perspective, and sometimes you lose sight of the fact that actually those are real guests and real people that are staying in there, and yeah. Um,
0: definitely
1: yeah i think it's it's important to remember that and you know sometimes it doesn't always go right um like i've had to give a property back because you know new tenants moved in downstairs that were a nightmare and you know so sometimes you've got to think hang on a minute you know this isn't right for guests and yes i lost a lot of money in that but it was the right thing to do
0: yeah definitely argue with that it's really important to know your clientele's needs know your guest needs and be mindful of the neighbors as well now yesterday we went to vista village i don't know if you've heard of that place it's in oxfordshire and it's
1: got a good shopping center there hasn't it
0: absolutely it's amazing it's my first time there and i've never seen anything like it when i saw it from distance it looked like terraced houses but when you go closer and nearer they're actually the highest brand um, shops, they can find Versace, um, Louis Vuitton, and all the high-name brands. And then, once we finished sort of uh, looking, uh, looking around the shops, we said, "Oh, it's a nice, it's a nice place. Let's just grow, uh, go and grab a meal." And we found like an up-looking, up-upmarket-looking pub close by. We said, "Oh, it sounds like a nice place to eat," but then when we went there there was one person behind the bar nobody greeted us nobody told us where to sit there was no qr code on the menus and we just sat there for 15 minutes we said okay nobody's coming over we went to the bar sat, you know stood for another 15 minutes nobody greeted us and we just then decided to leave so what had happened was had this i'm not going to name this bar because it's not going to be fair but they for sure know that they are in a hotspot, Vista Village, and all the food shops close at 7 p.m. So what happens to those people that just finished their shopping close to 7 p.m.? They venture out to other venues just like theirs. So having one one staff member behind the bar who does the drinks and the food, um, it's just not going to help the situation. Mm. So just, you know, we discussed it, how it could be improved. And it's the same with service accommodation or uh, property business and all of this um different strategies that we we invest steph it's been amazing having you on the show thank you so um, much
1: for having me i feel very
0: honest questions. yeah it's been a pleasure and last words of wisdom before we wrap up and tell our audience how they would be able to get in touch with you if they have any questions because you live up north and you've got a variety of a variety of experiences in different strategies, including auctions and service accommodation, as well as selling deals, providing opportunities for investors and first and buyers. So, last words of wisdom for someone who is about to invest into property or about to become educated into property, but they're not sure whether this is uh, the right vehicle for them. What are the words of wisdom you would tell telling?
1: Educate yourself, educate yourself, you know, and, and also for me, I think I was so nervous that, um, everybody was out to get each other. I think that was a big thing for me when I started. Um, and actually, you know, when you reach out, as long as you're not leeching off people, you know, you, I think it's really important just to reach out, you know, ask people's opinions, you know, don't be afraid to, to reach out because we're a friendly bunch.
0: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Completely agree with that. So, anybody can reach out to us, me, Steph, Lisa, um, all the people that we are in this sort of uh, property investing environment. Awesome. So, how do people find you on socials? How do they get in touch with you if they have any questions? So,
1: my website is um, capital elite.co.uk. Um, oh, hello. <laughs> Uh, my instagram is stephanie with a ph so stephanie baker underscore property uh feel free to give me yeah. a follow drop me a message and see how i can help
0: you thanks steph i appreciate the time that you took to feature on our podcast so and much. i'm sure at Thank some you. point we're going to have you back to with some more confessions <laughs> hopefully uh positive <laughs> ones yes. So yeah, it's been amazing. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you taking the time and uh wish you enjoyed the oh, rest of the day.
1: Thank you so much for having me on and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you.